Part Seventeen of the Fates of the Princes of Dovard by Kenneth Morris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Story of Dinor Amphodion. Two, the four herbs that were in the cauldron of regeneration, and the naming of Manawithan, son of the Boundless. Gorai Fabser took him by the arm and held him up from falling. On the side of the road, and not ten paces from them, stood a little cottage, and the light from a fire of peat and chaff shining through the doorway. "'Come, you dear soul,' said Gorai, "'there will be little misfortune remaining.' He led him towards the door of the cottage. As they came to the door, Gorai said, "'If there is wisdom with you, desire drink from her.' "'Soul,' said Dainu, "'desire it you, that you may be cured by it.' not so said gorai it is not i that will need curing they went into the cottage there was an ancient withered crone there stirring a smoke-blackened battered cauldron that hung over the fire it seemed to dainu that she would be older even than the owl of kumkaulwid that saw three forests grow up and die and three cities built and wasted where the forests grew so wrinkled she was and so bent double and so beyond memory or understanding the secret potency of the charm she was crooning the greeting of heaven and man to you said dainu since you have come you have come she said is there food with you for the two of us said he there is not food is it permitted to us to shelter here grudgingly it is permitted with that he sat down as for god i there was no appearance of mockery or of harshness of spirit or of having received injury on him without speaking he went up to the cauldron and threw the mistletoe he had gathered into it it is the fourth of them said he and she got no greeting from him beyond that she gave him no word of answer and he took his place in silence beside dainu on the sleeping bench at the end of a while the old man rose up out of the shadows and came into the firelight it could not be concealed that he would have done many deeds in his time and gained all wisdom and suffered all sorrow both gorai and dainu rose up and greeted him courteously but little greeting had either of them from him in return daughter he said will the four herbs be at the end of their boiling at the end of it said she and went on with her crooning nettles and shamrock vervain and mistletoe she crooned shamrock and mistletoe shamrock and mistletoe then dainu turned to the bard for what will the nettles be said he for sorrow said the other quietly but dainu was not understanding him and for what will the vervain be if it please you to tell me for wiping out the sorrow it will be said gorai for sleep and for wiping out the sorrow and the shamrock if it's befitting for me to ask the shamrock is for me said the crone turning towards him suddenly and the mistletoe said he if it's be permitted to you to answer will there never be an end to his questions and his idle chattering said she and went back to her crooning and stirring the mistletoe is for me said the countryman inquire not into it it appeared to dinu that there would be a secret meaning in the words and a deeper wisdom than it had been given him to hear until then 
but what the meaning or the wisdom might be there was no knowing for him at that time with the fumes of the cauldron and the crooning of charms and his own weariness and hunger a dream and a vagueness came over his mind sometimes the two eyelids fell over his eyes and the three that were with him seemed to be arrayed in fiery beauty and splendour but as soon as he might raise the eyelids to look at them they were no other than they had been at first there is a dry fern in the corner of the cottage said the crone it would be bedding for him if he desired to sleep he heard her speaking but her words had little meaning for him thereupon the bard rose up and fetched three armfuls of the fern and laid them on the sleeping bench for him be not gluttonous after sloth and slumber whispered godai remember first the counsels that i gave you as we came into the cottage what counsels were they in the name of man require drink of the crone it would be the pity of your life to sleep without drinking soul said dinu to the crone is there drink with you there is drink said she i ask it from you said he for the sake of the kindness of the company you shall have it said she she rose up and took an old goat's horn rimmed and tipped with iron and dipped it in the cauldron and hobbled across the floor to him with it he looked into it the drink that was in it was brown and earth-coloured and the whole bitterness of his days fell upon him as he looked this will not be the drink that i desire said he she threw the drink out on the floor and hobbled back to her place by the cauldron soul said he after a little while for the sake of the kind courtesy of the cymri let me have drink if there is any with you she rose up without answering and took a drinking cup of silver from the wall and dipped it in the cauldron and brought it to him hobbling painfully across the floor he looked into it the drink was dark blue and there rose a fume from it laden with drowsiness and oblivion he knew that if he drank it he would be freed from all the memories of his sorrow and from all the memories of his striving and from all the magnanimity of his soul soul said he courteously and kindly this will not be the drink that i require she threw it out upon the floor and hobbled back to her place soul he said to her again after a little while if i might obtain drink from you i should not break your peace further she rose up and took a cup of unpolished emerald and dipped it in the cauldron and hobbled over to him with it with much complaining and grumbling he looked into it and his vision was crowded with the dancing of the family of beauty and his hearing with the music of the children of the air and it was clear to him that after drinking it he would attain such beauty and peace as are given to those two races soul soul he said evil be upon me if this is the drink that i am requiring from you there is no end to thy desires and thy discontent she said and threw the drink out upon the floor and hobbled back to her place after a little while he spoke to her again soul he said there will be no peace either for you or for me until i have obtained drink from you what will be will be she said and rose up then she took a drinking vessel of clear carved and polished crystal from a shelf among the shadows it shone whiter than the moon as she brought it to the cauldron 
she dipped it in the cauldron and brought it to him he looked into the drink and it was clearer than the mountain springs of eredi it was clearer than the air of mid-heaven in august when the sun is at his zenith and there is no cloud or shadow within the borders of the sky the grace and courtesy and gratitude of the world and of this island to you said he without if or were it not this will be the drink no sooner were his lips wet with it than the whole cottage was filled and blazing for him with the light of a thousand dawns from a peasant's cottage it became the hall of a palace place of the immortal kindred no longer are you concealed from me he said hail to you keridwen wren queen of the world sleep she said and with her saying it he sank back in his place on the sleeping bench and was asleep he awoke with the dawn he was lying on three armfuls of dry bracken on a flat rock in a little hollow among the heather the sun was shining and the grass and the heather were bediamonded with raindrops he himself was dry and without hunger or weariness by his side stood gorai the son of the stars as if he had awakened a little before him and was waiting for his companion to awaken to begin the journey their greeting of heaven and man to you manawithan son of the boundless said gorai that is true said the other manawithan son of the boundless will be the name i have attained where is the palace of keridwenren said he what palace is that said gorai the palace in which we sheltered during the night said manawithan we lay here said gorai we have made no journeying since the evening although that be true we sheltered in the palace said manawithan here is what happened to me said he as soon as i had obtained drink from the crone sleep fell upon me and although i was asleep i had more vision than ever i had in waking this is what i saw you yourself were grown flaming bodied and beautiful beyond the dawn and with golden mists and green glamours about you the old crone was revealed to me as keridwen in all her ancient beauty and mystery as to the countryman it is known to me who he was he was the tamer of nunio and paibio he was the dragger of afanc from the lake of floods he was the ploughman of the island of the mighty the lord of the white shield he was the forefather of the gods and the cymri he was hugh gadarn himself there is no means known of describing his majestic glory or his beauty or his radiance of kingly mien as for the cauldron it was alive it was undoubtedly the cauldron of regeneration beauty and light and magic beyond telling were streaming from it it was wrought of polished bronze and adorned with the stories of the gods and inlaid with the brightest of the turquoise stones of asia and with blue enamel without peer bluer than the western sea when the sky of june is at its bluest the steam that arose from it was pale purple and green luminous and more lovely than the rainbow a sound as if the stars and the sea and the mountains were singing arose from the boiling of its waters then there came nine beautiful and deathless youths and took up my body and laid it in the cauldron the heat of it was for healing and immortal vigour in my limbs the fumes of it became a passing of oblivion and a clear wisdom in my mind it was revealed to me that i was heretofore puil penanun 
the whole of my kingship and my trials endeavoured were made known to my memory i remembered the wisdom and the sorrows and the compassion of rhiannon wren the daughter of hephaith who came to me from the country of the immortals and it was revealed to me that at last it would be permitted me to return to her from namelessness i attained the name of manawithan son of the boundless after attaining it sleep without vision came upon me that is true said the other all has been as you saw it in the vision if any man will accompany me upon a journey without complaining rarely will he fail to attain a name at the end of it although i saw hugh the mighty and keridwen distinctly and recognised them it was not given to me to see more than the glow and glamour that encompassed you it was not given to me to know which of the princes of the immortals you are not yet will i have seen you in your own guise nor held converse with you indeed indeed now said the bard it would not be well for me to wear such a guise as this among mortals while the words were between his tongue and his teeth the aspect of him was changed suddenly and he had the stature of the pine and the poplar and the flaming body of the immortals radiant with the hues of the rainbow and the peacock it would be difficult for more beauty to be revealed anywhere than was revealed to manawithan then i am gwydion the son of donren he said i am the prince of wisdom and laughter it is i who lead men always to the cauldron of regeneration when the time has come for the inception of their immortality much laughter and mockery i make of them while i am leading them there and now look you yonder manawithan dear said he and led him out of the hollow to the top of the hill they saw six men coming towards them over the heather at about a mile away they are the six chief chieftains of the island of the mighty said gwydion the one that rides there at the head of them and his forehead shining like the morning star is taliesin the chief of bards it is they who will go with you upon a quest into the west of the world until that quest is accomplished it is not allotted to you to return to david in the south it is true said manawithan i undertook to go upon the quest and i will not turn aside from it with that gwydion became one with the sunlight and the glory of the morning manawithan went forward to meet the six his beggar's rags had been taken from him during the night and he was clothed now like a king he knew that the time would come for his returning to arberth and that he would see rhiannon when the quest was accomplished he went forward without sorrow and as he went chanted these words of the hymn i have been enchanted by don's son by gwydion purity i had from him the purifier of brython the purifier of brython and Irwis and iron of iron and modron of iron and modron of five battalions of the wise the gods had set their spells on as for that hymn it was taliesin ben barth himself that made it originally he sang it when he had been in the cauldron of keridwen and was reborn the son of keridwen and from guion bach became taliesin with manawithan's chanting it and with his going forward to meet the six chief chieftains and with his meeting them and their going forward together the story of dinor and fudion comes to its end 
End of part 17